0: Last week, you heard the heart-wrenching story of one man's fight to escape the poverty, shame, and the hopelessness that surrounded his early growing up years and could easily have ended any dream or aspiration for more but God. My next guest, as you will soon hear, would soon become a master musician, best-selling author, world-renowned drummer, mentor, life coach, ordained minister, and champion to the less fortunate, as well as dubbed quote the Minister of Groove for his brilliant execution of the gift God gave him. And it's that gift that has brought him to the stages of the world, the hearts of those seeking, and in the ears of those listening, for answers to true success, God's way, and how to achieve it. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to testimony a real treasure and honor, founder of Zorro International Ministries, on his latest must read, SOAR. You were meant to live for so much more. Please welcome Zorro. Zorro, welcome back to testimony.
1: Glad to be back with you, jensen It's an honor and a privilege to be able to be a, a guest on your show. And you, again, are one of the best speakers, announcers, and researchers. Your introductions are incredible. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Well, you're easy to introduce. You have accomplished so much. Now, question. I didn't ask you this during our first segment, but I'm asking you now, where did the name Zorro come from? And what, in reality, is your birth given name, or is Zorro that name?
1: Well, actually, it came from uh, Mexico. It came from Mexico City. My mother, when I was young, I used to wear hats a lot. I always loved hats. She raised me on old movies from like the 30s and 40s. And in those days, part of the culture, people wore hats a lot in America, if you look at the old days. And so I always loved hats, because I loved movies, and hats gave me different personalities and characters. There was always a little theater inside of me, a little dramatic actor. She took me to the bullfights in Mexico City once, and I came back with a Spanish matador hat, a Zorroish type hat. I bought two of them, cardboard. I think I might've paid a few pesos for each of them. And then I just started wearing them when I came back to LA. And she just said, she's the one who kind of renamed me that. And she goes, but you're like the real Zorro because the real character of Zorro was somebody who fought for the commoner. He fought for the underdog. He fought for the people, the rights of the people. And I always had that heart since I was a boy. So I just received it like a Saul Paul thing. I just realized that God just wanted to give me a name that people would remember and in show business. If you get you get a phone call from Zorro, you're not gonna go a year later like witch Zoro you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly. Exactly. And so you know
1: it was a God thing and I I, I received it and I walked into it and it's, it's what God had for me.
0: Oh well, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Now Your book, Soar, is packed with wisdom, in my view, insights, personal stories of success from those who have achieved it and in a great way. What one story, other than your own, comes to mind above all and why?
1: There's so many stories in the book. In fact, that's what I love about it. I love sharing little snippets of many different people's lives, and there's so many uh, powerful stories. But one that comes to mind is a lot of people discount themselves, but they count themselves out of the race of life because they feel underqualified or disqualified or uneducated or not good enough. And that's the way, you know, the majority of people feel. But there's stories in there of people that felt that way and yet did something amazing for God. And one of the stories in there is about a man named Brother Lawrence, who was an unlearned man, but he wanted to be in the clergy. He wanted to be in the priesthood. But he wasn't educated enough, so the only job he could get was to be a cook, like a chef for all these priest monks you know in france and uh, but he had this deep, deep, intimate relationship with God. It was very powerful, and he carried a lot of wisdom because he walked with God constantly, and so he through his and he didn't even write these writings, these writings were written about him after he had passed, but they went on to become one of the most publicized books in literature which was called Practicing the Presence of God. All of the uh, the monks and the priests would come to him with their problems and their uh, secrets, and, and they came to him because he was the one who really had the connection to God. And so he has influenced, inspired Christians for three, you know, maybe closer to 400 years, and yet he was nobody in the eyes of the world. He wasn't famous, he wasn't a priest, he wasn't a bishop, he was a chef, you know, in a monastery in mm-hmm. France, but his walk with God was so powerful that after he died, they wrote these stories about his life and they published his writings, and I thought, you know what? Anybody can be used by God, and anybody could do something extraordinary and miraculous, whether you're qualified or unqualified, educated uneducated. All it requires is your willingness. So I thought that was a super powerful story. It, it hit me so hard, and, and I just thought, man, no one no one has an excuse for why they can't be used by God to, to make a mark on people, to inspire, to encourage, because our success, or whatever you want to call it, is really meant to only inspire other people. It's never meant to be just something for ourselves. If God allows us to be successful at something, then I see it as just a platform of which to inspire people but what we call success and what the world calls success are two different things. God looks at success as anybody who's faithfully using what he gave them to serve him and other people. According to God, you are a success because you would be a rarity, you would be a minority if you're one of those people who allowed him to use what he gave you to serve him and others. That is where the joy of living comes from. It comes from serving people. So that's nothing to do with monetary success or fame or or any of that. It has to do with I'm being utilized, I'm being used, and I'm here making a difference. And we all really long for that because God wired that in our DNA.
0: That is beautifully communicated, which leads me to my next question. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Zorro, author of SOAR and world-renowned drummer founder of Zorro International Ministries, you mention in your book, are nine principles for achieving one's dream. Would you share with our listeners just a few of those principles and what you deem most critical out of the nine?
1: Well, there's, uh, there's nine, and those are the ones that the Lord showed me as sort of the key vital things. And so one of the principles is life principle number seven. Every life principle is a single word. So number seven is bend which means remain pliable. I've had many great disappointments in my life, and every single thing that I have tried to achieve in my life and eventually succeeded was first met with extreme opposition. For me, nothing ever came like the first two or three times around. It was always after just persistently and patiently pursuing something or refining the idea or the dream or the vision of the book. So I've had to learn to bend and bending i think is one of the most important things because people give up on what god called them to do uh, when they get disappointed when they didn't get the job or the call or the, the whatever whatever it is they're seeking you know great disappointment comes when it doesn't happen so many people and most people give up as opposed to going maybe god's going to accomplish this in a different way than you first thought and for me it's always been that way so bending is one of those principles and I give an analogy in the book uh, of two trees. You know, there's an oak tree, and oak is a very dense tree, a very dense wood. And when the storms of life come and hit an oak tree, you know, at 100 miles an hour, it cracks because it refuses to move, it refuses to bend. But God wants us to be like a palm tree because a palm tree is supple and soft and pliable and it bends. So when the storms of life come, you watch the news and you see you know, hurricanes and you see palms blowing back and forth to and fro on the wind, but they're not cracking like an oak tree would, and so that's how we have to be. We have to be pliable, we have to be malleable in God's hands, because the dream can still come to pass, but not if we give up on the way that he was going to do it. The other principle that is is very important to me is life principle number six, which I just call believe, and that is to live by faith. I, anything that I've accomplished in my life was really the result of one thing believing that it was possible but not if you don't
0: believe it quick question yeah, sure. in our remaining time Zoro: how important is knowing one's identity in Christ for healthy self-esteem confidence and boldness in pursuing one's God-given dreams as you have
1: it's everything to know who you are What has kept me going the most throughout my life is to know who God made me to be and the power that resides in me from Him living in me and that relationship. That has been the sole reason I was able to not give up, why it was my sole motivation for working hard, because the Bible says we are co-laborers with Christ. In other words, God's already done His part. He's given us the ability to succeed at something in a given area. But we have to do our part, which is to labor, and we labor in faith. The only way I can do that well, to the best of my ability, is to know who I am in Christ. I'm an heir to the throne of the kingdom of God through Christ. There are great riches. There are treasures. I have favor. I have wisdom. I have perseverance. And I have a God who understands every struggle that I've had because he's already gone through them. took means most of my life to understand how much he loves me and how much he wants and he's rooting for me. And the earlier we can get that picture in our head, the earlier we can accomplish these things. But the most important part about accomplishing any of these things is the ninth life principle, which is why we're here. We are here to impact people. Our gifts and our callings and our experiences and our platform and our success is just the means of which to accomplish that in our own individual unique way. But that's the whole reason. We are here to be the light, to make a difference. So that's the burning thing that's inside of me. I know who I am in Christ. I know that he put unlimited potential in me. In other words, I can be as good at something as I want to be in the area of my gifting. I found out what I was good at and decided, I'm gonna pour my life and soul into that work and, and bring back more to him that he gave to me, like the parable of the talents. And that's what we're here for.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to world-renowned drummer, motivational speaker, and best-selling author and founder of Zorro International Ministries, his latest great read, Soar. You were meant to live for so much more. You can learn more about Zorro's work, ministry, and mission by visiting zoroministries.org. And get his book, get inspired, and get the hope you need today to fulfill your God-given purpose. Zorro, thank you for sharing your heart, your gifts, your talents, but most of all, your testimony, which exemplifies a life determined to fulfill God's plan, God's will, and in His way, no matter the adversity you chose in the midst of it all, too sore. As your book so aptly declares, the scriptures state that, quote, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before kings. If ever there was a case that this is true, yours is. And not just on the drums, but in life and in the Lord, we thank you and God bless you.
1: Thank you so much, Genc. That may be the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. It really made my day. I came to be a blessing to you and your listeners, but it was I who walked away being blessed.
0: Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Genc Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time.